This episode is brought to you by the generous donations of our show sponsors, Daryl Delaney, Darren Katzka, Ryan Royce, Jessica Smith, Laura Pickren, Irene Villarito, John Carey, Charles Compton, and Nico Batson, as well as all of our awesome patrons. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I'm Philip. Randy. And Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? I we, brought, we we fought a big golem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who mm-hmm. messed at least Booyah up rather well. Well, Booyah yeah. performed a magic trick and turned one golem into two golems. So Yeah, this is true. We did find evidence that Amantu is among the inspired. And then I hit him and now he's mad and we're boned. <laughs> That is accurate. We we found we found evidence that something is up with Amantu. Okay, that's fair. He yeah we we found and deactivated one of those weird obelisks in his basement, and then Dex found some letters that Dex considers incriminating. And he ran like he somehow knew. I, I think that he somehow knew that the obelisk had been deactivated. And that's why he was running home and went straight to it. I mean, we did not do a good job of like putting things back the way they were as any good burglars would. That's true. We're I, really bad burglars. I do still look like a Montu. I wonder if I can confuse him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Montu. Is that me or not? <laughs> Ask me something only you would know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pick up right where we left off. Um, Amantu has just let out a blast of energy that has knocked Barrick and Dex to the ground, leaving Booyah, the lone man, standing. I don't he, remember that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, he turns around and looks at you all. You will pay. Initiative. 21. That didn't really roll. 20. 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a negative initiative modifier? Okay. Wait a minute. Actually, I do get to roll twice for initiative. That's right. So, that makes it 19. <laughs> You did a lot of movement in that initiative order. Um, I did. Okay. Start things off. Amantu's shoulders begin to heave as the uh, fiery purple light burns brightly. And out of nowhere, launching itself at Booyah, comes this grotesque, ethereal form with large pincers. And it is going to attack you, Booyah. Ah, no happy. I already don't like this. Did you just crit? No. Everything's behind the screen and nobody can see what I see. Okay, Booyah. Fortunately, that was a very low level thing. The grotesque form just before it gets to you seems to reform into a spike and you just feel it enter your mind and just intense pain uh, shudders throughout your whole body and you take 13 points of damage. Um, and with the 20 
Booyah, you kind of shudder and then you feel the pain erupt out of your mind and the whole house, like you just hear the whole house shake above you and you see cracks begin to form in the walls of the basement as you hear the house begin to shudder above you. Do we see that as well? You're not knocked out. You just got knocked on your butt. No, I'm asking if we see that as well or because it's something to his mind. Oh, no, you see it. Okay, so it's actually happening. It's happening in canon. Neat. Um, so, yeah, Dex, you are now up. All right. Um, I am going to... This 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 spectral spike thing is no longer... It's gone. It, 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 it went back into a month. Gotcha. Okay, well, I'm going to stand, and am I within... I'm within range of a because I already hit him once. So, I, yeah. I, if I, I'm going to stand up. My ribbon weave is already out. I'm going to attack a with it. That's a 20. Okay. <clears throat> so first I'll do damage, and it's double the D8, but not the sneak attack, right? Yes. Okay, so that's... <laughs> What's one times two? <laughs> <laughs> now, wait. Okay, I know I should know this now. Is it the dice is doubled, or the whole ribbon weave, like the plus five? Just dice. the dice. So it's two plus five. So that's seven, and then... 14, 15, jeez, for 15 points of damage, and oof, I got a 20, guys, um, what should I, 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 I don't have enough, I don't have enough data. <laughs> the house suddenly stabilizes, no, the you, cracks seal themselves <laughs> up. Yeah. Nope, just whatever, whatever you would think, think back to your preparations and maybe some aspects of the preparations that failed that you can now trigger to succeed. Anything you want to introduce into the narrative. I mean, one like I created a whole other golem. Right, I know. I'm about to drop a house on you we, all like this. We we remember. We we, yeah, we re- well, remember. I'm just trying to yes. like something with that weight. Okay. There were a bunch of crates in here. We went through some of them, but not all of them, so something in the crates could be a thing. Yeah. There's a dog in there. Um, what about, uh, with my 20, uh, as per Eric's uh, coaching and suggestion, there was a cask of lantern oil near Omantu. And when my ribbon weave, when I swung back, like my, my well, after I'd hit him and I pulled back, I hit it and it cracks open. It pulls around Omantu's feet and I crack it again. The I, I'm able... Like my twenty gets me a second attack on oil, and uh, <laughs> and the oil ignites, and now Amantu gets to take burn damage. You have started a fire. I've started a fire in a crumbling house. I started a man fire though. That's dwarf <laughs> fire. That's important. <laughs> okay, um, it is now Barrick's turn. So the house is crumbling. A fire has just erupted in the middle of the basement. I don't understand what any of this is going on. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't understand why something stabbing Booyah made the house start to crumble. <sighs> okay, you say the house shook and cracks appeared in the wall, and then later you say the house is crumbling. Give me a a description of what we're actually seeing here. I mean, the the crack. What what you're seeing from your vantage point is the cracks are continuing to spider. Maybe stones are beginning to kind of fall. It's not an immediate like you hear the house toppling down on top of you. It's just. The house has become unstable. You're you're not in any immediate immediate danger of the house crashing in on you, right. but yeah, the the foundation has been compromised. Interesting. And, and now it's on fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
the basement is on fire. I'm assuming it's a stone floor basement. The oil is on fire. The yeah. ceiling is not going to be. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling's actually made of paper. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Where am I in relation to Amantu? Um, you're you're within ten feet. I mean, he Dex was in range. Uh, he I I said narratively he stepped up a couple t- uh, feet to attack Booyah. So okay. Uh, Barrick is going to reach down and cast Cure Wounds out of his amulet uh, to heal Booyah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you probably can't take this much, but you received um, 21 points of healing. That gets me back to 26. <laughs> Which is his max. Which is my max currently. And then Barrick, looking around, says, I think we best take this somewhere else, gents, and I will... Can I ready my movement. I'm not just going to bolt out of the basement without them. You're not going to be like Booyah in that giant fight? (laughs) (laughs) It's accurate. Okay. Um, so good Booyah. Yeah, classic Booyah. (laughs) Beric has assumed a ready-to-run stance. Um, Booyah, it is your turn. My feet are winding up like a studio. <laughs> <laughs> See a cartoon, cartoon barrack. That woodblock sound. <laughs> okay, um, the booyah is gonna aim planar justice. He's gonna flip a little lever on the side that causes it to glow, and he's gonna try to shoot this guy in the head. Uh, bonus action first, hunter's mark. Okay, and. You have disadvantage on the roll because it's a headshot. Yes, that's 14. 14. The crossbow bolt flies wide, and you just see magical energy hit the back wall as the spell dissipates. So now it is... Well, and Booyah also wants to... uh, Prepare to run? Prepare to run. (laughs) Is anybody going to run? Um, Amantu pulls a huge scimitar out of his belt and steps up and in a leaping strike, brings it down towards Booyah. 13? No. It cracks into the ground and he, and upswings at you again with his multi-attack. Ready to dodge again. That's going to be 24. Booyah dodges right into the weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is going to be seven damage. And then once again, the, the purple light has been consistent. Um, oh, and he is going to take... His pants are on fire, so he does take some fire damage. But now the purple light flares up again like it did right before the the uh, g- ghastly figure. You see the same grotesque, incomprehensible figure come out, and it reaches its pincers out to the side and brings them in in front of it, almost in like a clapping motion, but these two pincers come together. I need everybody to make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god. Oh, natural 20. I didn't get a natural 20, but I did get a 17. 25. Hey, you all are. Aren't aren't we just good at this? (laughs) All of you are going to take half damage. Good job. Hooray. That's something. Half damage could still hurt me. I feel like with a 20, and it's a check, or it's a saving throw, so maybe you don't get to avoid damage altogether. Yeah, I wouldn't allow it simply because that's a special rogue thing. Yeah. All of you take uh, five damage. Well, except for Dex, because he's a rogue. No, you get that at level, rogue level seven. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. Okay. I have yep. the one level okay. of other. And 
because you saved, you are not deafened and knocked prone. So good job. As this piercingly loud, thunderous boom comes from these two pincers crashing together. It is now Dex's turn. Give him Dex. He's scared. Booyah. Yeah, flexes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to... We're on the verge of burning this place down, Dex. The, uh, the fire has begun to spread. Some of the crates have caught on fire. We set up a rope to get back up the stair ramp. It would probably still be there, right? Yeah, if you literally just set it up, then yeah. Okay, so we... And we're how far from the, the ramp? Ten feet. And the ramp is how long? <laughs> um, I mean, it's... I was told there would be no math. <laughs> it was, it's a flight of stairs going up to another story in a house, so 15-ish... Okay, so I can get out of the house with just my bonus action and my movement. So I'm going to hit him one more time. <laughs> 19. Uh, so that's a 26. Hit. And that time, Dex connects. Let's see if he connects better. Barely. No, the exact same. So that's 7. That's 20 points of damage. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and say... Now, because I didn't say it earlier. I was going to say it's lightning damage, but I didn't say it. So, so that's 20 points of damage, and then Dex is going to move and dash. I, actually, I think I'm just going to move get to the top of the ramp and make sure they come up with me. I'm not going to okay. get out of the house yet. Okay. Can I ready my, my dash? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so... Well, Booyah and I had movements readied. Booyah, you going? Yep. Okay, so... Going up. Everybody makes their way up the ramp with the rope, so now... Uh, oh, oh, h- hang on. Are you? Beric? So Boo- Booyah goes, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here's my question, the DM. Uh, I got a natural 20 on that saving throw. Yep. Does that work on, on a saving throw? I would allow it. Can I have a spell slot? Sure. Would like to cast protection from evil and good on, on Amon 2. Okay. This would cause him, and I'm just working based on Barrack's understanding of what Dex claims has happened. Yeah. This would cause him to have, have advantage on any new saving throw against a creature that is possessing him. Okay. Does anything happen? No. Okay. Then I turn around and run. Okay. That was a marvelous idea. Yes, that was very good. Now it is Barrick's turn. So we're at the top of the stairs, basically. Yeah. What's the state? Now that we're upstairs, what's the state of things? Um, I, the, the cabinets and things like that in the kitchen have begun to fall off the wall. The, some of the windows are cracked from the foundation in the house shifting. The shuddering sound is a bit louder than it was down in the basement. The house is on borrowed time. No, not on your ship, but you still don't see any guards. The staff are still at the party that Lady Omer and staff are throwing. And that guard you sit around to check out the side of the house. He's really dedicated to finding that thing. It's also a big property. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think Barrick would wait to see the others out. Okay. Because um, especially if that thing might come up the up the stairs after us, or if I mean that thing, the dwarf I'm onto <laughs> comes up <laughs> the stairs after us. Oh. Can can can, can you, since it's your turn, can you use a bonus action to pull the rope up? <laughs> Make it harder for him to get Lock up. Lock the door. I mean, he's, he can't he, open it from the other side. Yes, I could. I'm not saying you should. I mean, I am saying you should, but I'm letting you do what you I, want. I, I believe you that you're saying I should. But <laughs> Eric's not yet convinced and is not really interested in watching and making this guy burn to death in the basement. <laughs> so Barrick is going to. I mean, I guess this is just my turn, so I'm, I'm just going to hold, and I might run out the door once I'm sure everybody's safe. Booyah. 
Beric, you come. We're all standing right next to each other right now. Right, but it, yeah, like, are you going to move away from him? I think because you wouldn't Beric really. Obviously, Beric is obviously ready to go. He's just not going to run off and leave you guys standing here. I, I don't get to yeah. move until after Amantu does something. So yeah, uh, Booyah goes to the door. There's the door right there, the kitchen door, correct? Yeah, the back door. Yeah, the back door. Um, Booyah's going to go out the back door, and once he gets outside, he's going to wait for them to come out. I look at Barrick and I say, ain't that just the way? Booyah just running away. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Booyah, say y'all say time go. Booyah, go. <laughs> okay. Booyah neutral. <laughs> so who's... Booyah could have pulled the rope up and shut the door. <laughs> So Dex used his your movement and dash to get to the just door. movement. I didn't end up using dash. Okay, so you're just at the top of the ramp. Booyah's outside. Barrick is at the top of the ramp. Am I? Yeah, I mean, basically, me and Dex are standing in the kitchen by the door. Right. Okay. Crossbow, ready to action with the crossbow. Okay. You all see the rope tighten. Amantu scrambles up to the top of the steps and then uses uh, the dash action to close the... Di- well, he wouldn't need to because you all were 30 feet away from him. Um, he is going to swing his scimitar at Dex. Okay. And you see the fiery light doesn't flare up like it has before, but you see Amantu's muscles seem to have a faint purple glow as he raises up his sword. And he's going to get advantage on this roll. That was unnecessary. That is going to be 20. Yes. (laughs) Four. Ten points of damage. All right. And he's going to shift his momentum as he follows the weight of the sword as he backhand swings back at you. 22. Also, yeah. 13 more damage. Jesus. Um, As the sword just cuts across your chest. And you, you see that Amantu isn't looking in a great way. You can see the, the marks from your ribbon weave, and he's he's looking like he's in a pretty bad way. The pants are no longer on fire, but there's some charred, like, no no hair on his legs. All got burnt off. Um, can I see him through the open door? Yes. Okay, so that's Amantu's turn. Now the fiery purple light mm-hmm. begins to erupt again. I need Dex and Beric to make intelligence saving throws. Well, oh, 17. Beric. Six. Six. Okay. Beric will take full damage. Dex will take half. As you see this now growing disconcertingly familiar form with just pincers, long tail, bulbous head come out of Amantu's body into this ethereal form. And it just curls up into itself and then in a quick motion just extends all of its limbs as you see this green energy wave burst out from it and you feel it just attack your minds. Dex, you will take uh, two damage. Beric, you'll take four. And Beric is knocked prone. Said I ready my crossbow. Oh, okay. Can I get that off? Yes, <laughs> go ahead. I'm just waiting for you to tell me you were totally done. Um, I mean, it feels pretty done. <laughs> It needs to be done. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go ahead. But, but as you level your crossbow at Amantu, this grotesque figure brings its, its pincer basically down in almost a motion that is going to attempt to catch your crossbow bolt. So you have disadvantage on the roll. Okay. <laughs> we got a 16 and a 
29. No, a 30. Okay. So it attempts to catch your crossbow bolt, but it does not account for the magic imbuing planar justice. And you see that you all being right there in this moment, it looks like it timed it perfectly, should have caught this crossbow bolt just before it landed in a Montu, and it passes straight through. And you see the the spirit almost recoil uh, being touched by planar justice's magic. So yeah, you land your attack. Yay. Two aces on the sixes. <laughs> Got uh, snake eyes. So, uh, 12 damage. That ain't nothing to sneeze at. The crossbow bolt just pierces into, like, Amantu's lung, and you see him cough, and some blood begins to come out of the corner of his mouth as he wipes it away with the back of his hand. And from behind him, Booyah, you have just this straight-on vision of him standing in the doorway to his basement, and you just see the flames continuing to grow behind him as he rips the crossbow bolt out and drops it on the ground. Dex's turn. I mean, I'm right by the door. I can get out. I gotta hit him again. Is he close enough? I can just whack him with it? Right? He is, right? He's right. Yeah. Here. Okay. I just wanna... I just wanna hit him with the stick. Hard. This thing is rolling lights out. That's a 26. <laughs> That's a hit. That's a 26. Um, and there it is. Finally. So that's, uh, 12, 22 points of damage. And then I am going to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and step outside of the house. Barrick. Oh, you get to dash. Are you using your bonus action to disengage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. But what does it mean with the swashbuckler? I just need this clarified for me. With the swashbuckler thing, it says I don't have an opportunity attack from a creature I attack. Oh, that does that include disengaging though? Like without having to use the disengage? Yeah, you don't have to. Dis- I do. I was unaware of that property. Yeah, so that's you're good. That's the that's the level three swashbuckle. Okay, thing. Barrick, how far am I from the kitchen door? I know it's half my movement to get up. I'm just checking. Yeah, I think twenty feet. Okay, so I need it all. Okay, seeing the fire starting to spread out of the basement, uh, Barrick uh, is going to just scramble backwards, regain his feet, and make for the door. Okay. It's going to invoke an opportunity attack. Yep, because I'm going to have to dash to get out, so. Montu brings his scimitar down as you begin to scramble backwards on all fours. That is going to be a 14. That will um, miss. And then you see a ghostly pincer come out and try to take a swipe at you. That is going to be a 19. That will hit. 10 damage as this pincer grasps your ankle but you feel just pain shoot through the back of your head up through the top of, of your skull. It is now Booyah's turn. Fire planer justice. And the house is continuing to shudder. More windows are cracking. It's it's starting to get bad in the house. And the three of us are outside. Yes. Is he as well? Or is he still? He has he not gotten still... a chance to do anything yet. Okay. And Booyah's thinking in his head, too bad Booyah not think this sooner. Wherever the bolt hits, binds are going to pop out. 20. It's a hit. Okay. <laughs> 13 damage, and he needs to make a strength save. DC's 14. Booyah, you shoot, and the crossbow bolt lands in Amantu's throat as he begins to gasp for air, and you see these vines begin to emerge from the wound that you created in his throat, just tearing his skin apart <sighs> as he coughs and gasps for air as the flames continue to rise and as the vines extend and grab into the ground 
you see them begin to smoke as the fire has grown to the point where it's coming up through the kitchen floor and the whole house is beginning to shudder. And with Amantu's last gasping breath, you see the fiery light disappear from his eyes as the ethereal figure rises and then in a moment vanishes out of existence as Amantu is left standing there, no magic coming from his eyes as he just and is only left supported by the vines that you cast on him. Oh, God. (laughs) Which catch fire. Yes, they they are about to burn, and the house, it has hit a point now where you all are concerned about the parts of the house falling on you. Okay, let's go. Come on. We got to go now. Everyone, give me... Actually, I'm just going to have... As you were. (laughs) Booyah's like, let's go. What are y'all doing? Uh, Booyah's outside waiting on them. You're all outside now. Oh, they all came out. Okay. We just need we need to beat feet, right? We need to get the hell out of here. You hear a voice from off in the garden go, Hey, what's what's going Who are you? And you recognize the voice of the guard that you sent out to search the perimeter of the house. Okay, well I'm I'm definitely still I'm on to. So I say, um Whoa, what? Stop me. I mean, hey. nope, go. Yeah, you, you, Y'all I mean, are just go. standing around talking about running, so I mean the guard's gonna notice you eventually. There. No, I I mean you're, you look like Amantu. Me clapping my hand over your mouth is not going to make this better. <laughs> well, no, sure. I just say, um, I, I tell him to... The, the house is on fire. Uh, um, how did he sound? It was, I mean, it was, it was something like this, but, but perhaps... Uh, he, he was definitely British. Wazowski, <laughs> you forgot to sign your paperwork. Uh, don't just stand there, run and find some help. And he does, right? Yeah. He, oh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, do you, do you require protection? No. <laughs> and he you just kind of, I require water. Uh, I have, I have my friends. We're fine. He confusingly eyes Barrack and Booyah and takes off running. Guys, we need to get the hell out of here. Where are you going? Elsewhere. Uh, hey, uh, do you, do you think we should go to our, uh, our little plan in place? Were we told where to meet Baron? I think he's, didn't he say back at that? He said we... the next time he would speak to you about this job was in that room after it's yeah. done. That's all you really got. Last night was throwing a party tonight. Like, sure. you don't get a sense that it was over just because Amantu arrived back home. Yeah. And this is probably... It might be now that there's a fire. Yeah, some people may be, you know, <laughs> noticing there's a fire. And a crowd may also start to gather. Where are you guys going? Away from here. Can you pass without I need more than that. Can you pass without a trace? <laughs> I could. No, wait, wait. No, I... I depends on how much time has passed. My God. <laughs> So I don't think so. Yeah, wait. Yes, I can. Because I did that when we were casing the joint. Pass without a trace. Guys, come on. Where? Guys, let's go. We got to go to the to the place where we planned all this. Okay. Let's head there. Everyone give me stealth checks as you take off out of the garden. And we get plus 10 because of it? Yes. Yes. Okay. 22. 28. 15. Okay. You all take off through the uh, streets of Stormreach towards your safe house. That was a fair distance away from the the district that the storm lords live in. And you arrive at the door and crack it open and you see what? At, at some point in the way, Barrett slugs Dex in the arm and says, change. Oh, oh, no, I was uh, I was going to wait till we got there. But yeah, sure. OK, I can change. I can change shape. but I'm still wearing the clothes. Well, <laughs> but now you look like the Hulk. <laughs> 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 Maybe take the shirt off and just have some very tight torn up pants. 
Um, well, we don't know. We never elucidated what he was wearing. He could have been wearing like some sort of sarong, and now I just have a mini dress on. <laughs> no, he was I not. Cast, <laughs> I cast minor illusion and create a set of clothes on decks. No, okay. I will change. I will just change into another dwarf for right now. Just, okay. That's why he looked different. I'm the halfling boy again. Hey, okay, guys. Hey, why that dwarf dressed up like a Montu? You arrive back at the door, crack it open, and you see Tico asleep on a cot in his makeshift general store. And uh, he kind of starts as you walk in. He's like, oh, uh, hi. And you all walk back into the safe room. And okay, now I change back into Moon Elf. Okay. And put on my regular clothes and my white cloak. And I say, guys, I went great. Okay, so <laughs> it's the a very awkward five to eight minutes has passed while Dex changes all his clothes and now we can talk. Um, Beric, Beric lets Erebus disappear and begins binding his palm. So I guess uh, we just kind of wait for Varen to come back. I pull three of the five rations out of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there's food stores Pass here. Them a out. safe house. Well, you got rations. What do you need food stores That's for? Those are going to cost you guys some GPs. <sighs> Are you all just going to lay low until somebody comes, until morning? What's what's the plan here? Booyah would like to get all his hit points back. I know that. That's going to take a going to some like a healer, right? To a church or something. Or do we know? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know. We're going to need some kind of restoration spell. Yeah. Okay. Well, y- y'all want to just, uh, let's just rest up. I mean, we're here. We're safe. Fine. Okay. Booyah goes and finds a corner. I, I thought we might have bunks in this place. There, there are cots, yeah. yeah. Booyah still finds a corner. He's just more comfortable. Yeah, he's off in the corner. All right. I mean, Dex lays down. And yeah, he's going to have to rest up a little bit. He's and tired, boy. I'll keep watch. I'll take second. I'll sleep. <laughs> as soon as they lay down, Barrack leaves. Oh, Christ. Okay. We get a perception check or anything on Forever? That? No. <laughs> oh, man. Barrett goes to goes back to Paolo's house and waits there. Okay. After I would say probably about fifty minutes, you hear before you see the distinct sound of warforged feet on the streets yeah. of Stormreach, and they stop as you see Lady Omerin. Are you standing out in plain sight? Are you waiting to make yourself known to her? What? Uh, I mean, because you can, can get into the house. Um, the staff party. That's fair. The doors would be open. Yeah, sure. You're in the house. I'm so, waiting in the foyer. Okay, so the front door opens after you hear Warforged feet approach, and you see Lady Omer in there flanked by two Warforged that instinctually go for their weapons, but she just holds a hand up and they they stop. Can I help you? I need to know this wasn't about getting rid of a rival. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Barrett gives her a look. You must have heard what happened tonight. There was a fire. Yes, yes. I hear that the Amantu estate went up in flames and came crumbling to the ground. It's... That's what I hear, too. The great tragedy. Stormreach will mourn. Can we talk alone? Very well. And she brushes past you and takes you by the elbow. She leads you into what appears to be a library study type area. Honestly, a place in her home that you've never been before. And she closes the door behind her and kind of leans leans up against the doors and says, So... How was your test this evening? We've been training for some time. Did it go well? I can't really say that it did. I suspect that I suspect the results are as you desire. At least from what I've been told. 
I did hear strange tale from a raving man claiming that Amantu escaped his burning home, accompanied by two very odd-looking people, a goblin and a ghost, he said. Well, if what I saw tonight was... Unless my eyes were deceived, I don't think that's true. Good. I will not lie to you and say that... I would hope not. I will not miss your Amantu. My eyes will shed no tears for the man that caused my family such heartache for generations. You ask if this is about getting rid of a rival. I say it's about a higher calling. It's about protecting Stormreach from outside influence, from invasion. But where your upbringing shows, Beric, where your binary morality confuses you is that those two things can be exclusive or should be exclusive. I got rid of a danger to the city. Was he my rival? Yes. Was it wholly about that? No. Is it an added benefit? Absolutely. That is the way of this path. That is the way of this world. We do not have the luxury of any other way. There are many, many threats that will seek to snuff you out, Beric. There are many people that will kill, steal, do whatever they please with you. You can't defeat them all, so you must defeat the ones that you stand most to gain from their defeat. Would like to make an insight check on her. This is not going to reveal anything. That's a seven. That's probably appropriate. Eric being such a smooth operator with the ladies. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I hope you're right about the danger to the city. I am. You should go get some rest. We have our lesson in the morning, after all. Hmm. All right. As you walk for the door, she leans in and gives Barrack a kiss on the cheek and says, Aww. sleep well. We have a lot of work to do. Said no romance. <laughs> That's why I had to ditch him. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you don't meet any resistance on the way to the, out of the house. There are the Warforged guards standing at the door. As you exit Lady Omerin's house, you see that a, a crowd has begun to gather around the Amantu estate. But where you saw a rather large three-story manor standing only an hour ago, um, you now see smoke and ash billowing up into the storm reach night sky. I guess I'll make my way back towards the safe house. Okay. You safely return to the safe house. Um, Tico perks up as you enter and just, Oh, hey, everyone back. And when he walks in, Dex sits up and says, we need to have a talk. <laughs> it's past your curfew, Barrick. Where you been? <laughs> you were asleep. I know. I know. Barrick's watch comes to an end. His watch as it was. <laughs> Nothing happened to y'all. I was going to say. And I rolled for that possibility, so. <laughs> I thought you might. Dex has next watch. Yeah, so Dex, Barrick wakes Dex up, and Dex says, uh, hey, thank you for waking me for the very uh, important job uh, of, of watching each other, uh, making sure that we remain safe while we sleep. Uh, I don't take this responsibility lightly, so I don't know why I feel the need to say this tonight of all nights. Uh, but thank you for waking me up, and I promise I will not be derelict in my duty. 
And then I snicker because I said duty. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens happens during Dex's watch. Bear goes over in a corner, sits cross-legged, and meditates. Okay. You're going to wake up, Booyah? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, th- thank Dex. Booyah. Booyah. Happy to watch. Booyah. Booyah. Be very good at watch. <laughs> no make mistake. <laughs> Friends, very important. Booyah. No romance during watch. No romance. <laughs> okay. Booyah. During your watch. Of course. <laughs> nothing happens. Um, <laughs> you see a familiar ghostly figure come into the... No. You said booyah, uh, keep very safe. <laughs> the morning comes, though you wouldn't know it because there are no windows in this room. And you all are awake. And it's a new day. We should go find last night. Well, yeah, I was... I, was, uh, I have a thought. Hear me out. I'd like to see the house. I want to see if there's nothing left. If that body burned up and is gone, we can have the house. Is, the house is a heap. Well, sure, I think so too. But we need to see it first. No, it's a heap. Well, yeah, no, I get it. I, I'm, I feel pretty confident as well. But one of us needs to put eyes on it. No, I saw it last night. It's a heap. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Oh well. All right. Great. Um, here, here's what I'm thinking. You guys. Chill here. I will. I will change into something completely uh, unseen. <laughs> something unseen by these people. <laughs> I'm a glimmering unicorn. No, uh, I'll just change. I'll I'll change the way I look, uh, and I'll try to uh, maybe I'll go find Chuck and tell him we're ready. Why don't we just go? Here's the only thing. Unfortunately, due to our wishy washiness, <laughs> while the house was raging on fire next to us, we were seen by that guard. Mm. I think guard saw guard saw him onto with a goblin and a ghost was his report. That was his report. That was his report. Well, How do you know this report? What? <laughs> How do you know this report? I was told last night. Did you? Are you just waking up, Booyah? See, here's the thing: Derek clearly did not stay here last night uh, during his watch. I'm not. I don't care to get into it. Through the grace of the gods, we were fine, and so it doesn't matter. Uh, well, all right then. Let's all go. Let's all go then. Dude, I mean, I suppose. Yeah, we go to. It's. It's not like we haven't been seen with last night, so we can just go to his house, right? We yeah. just. We just head over there, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's go. As you all walk through the streets of Stormreach, the air hangs heavy. Um, there's just a weight to the city today, and as you walk around, you see m- multiple people. What? But Jeff is walking along whistling zippity doo dah in his white cloak. <laughs> yeah. You see multiple people dressed from head to toe in all black. Um, especially um you, you see quite a few dwarves walking through the city, uh Barrick also. And the it the city is in mourning. You get a sense that Amantu <laughs> Barrick puts his hand on Booyah's shoulder, so now Booyah's also <laughs> wearing all black. Um yeah, I mean, the, it, it is a city in mourning. One of their leaders died last night in a tragic, tragic circumstances. You all enter the district where the Stormlords live, and you two now see there's no longer smoke billowing from it. Um, there's just a heaping pile of rubble and burnt wood, and you can see the fire had begun to spread. Some of the gardens around the house burned up as well. And you approach Last Night's house. You see a couple guards standing out front. State your business. Uh, Beric Rowan to see Varen Last Night. Right. Wait here. Have to go ask Last Night if he wants you in. And one of the guards... It's a very informal way of referring to your lord. What do you mean? 
the the other guard calling, says. Calling him colloquially by his last name, no title or anything. Lord Lassite doesn't care for that kind of thing. He just prefers that we refer to him as Lassite. Keeps it simple. It's actually a family tradition. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I call him Verbear. So <laughs> after you all stand in the awkward silence of that joke as the guard did not <laughs> laugh, um, you, the other guard returns, says, uh, says you can come up, and he opens the door for you all. There's far less pomp and circumstance as last week when you all were here. In fact, you do not see Charlie anywhere, and Lassite's office door is open as you approach it. And you see Lassite behind his desk, writing on a scrap of paper, holding up in the air, letting go, and it burns away. Oh, gentlemen, uh, good, good to see you. How how's your day so far? Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, so far nothing special. Uh, we just wanted to stop by. Uh, you know, in person. You know, you know, looking around right now, what do you think of these tapestries? Do you hate these tapestries as much as I know a great shop? in one of the district right by here mm-hmm. that has some great tapestries. Let's, let's talk as we walk over there. Last night gestures and you all exit the house. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I think pretty nice tapestries. Oh, you can have, Oh them. yeah. I like tapestry. We go shop. Eric okay. understands entirely. <laughs> <laughs> so after some presumably uneventful conversation on the walk to, um, last night's telling you about his gala event and how, how much you all should have been there. He could not believe that you all decided to stay on borrowed time all evening and uh, with that captain friend of yours and just play cards and drink all night. I mean, uh, just so silly. You enter the shop, Tico catches the silver coin from Lord Lassite. Thank you, Lord Lassite. You all enter the uh, back just, room. Just call him Lassite. <laughs> <laughs> and he shuts the door, says, okay. Well, Money, please. What happened? The uh, house... Okay, um, I can explain that one. He did it. He uh, set his his house on fire. Uh, Well, first he made it, uh, it was kind of like as though there were an earthquake. But there was no earthquake. The house quake, there was a house quake. Look, did what you want happen last night? Uh, I mean, by all accounts, yes, there is a... Raving mad guard claiming that Amantu got away from the burning and is convinced that he's still alive, walking around with a goblin and a ghost somewhere in the city or in the jungle, who knows where. And like any crazy person, he has started engendering people, just, I mean, theorists that Amantu faked his own death or was coerced into it by this spirit, whatever. There you go. People will be talking about it for a week. Be fine. <sighs> uh, and and I think I think. Technically, he was coerced by spirit. Uh, just not. That's not what did it. Yes, everyone who attacks intruders in their own home must be coerced by spirits. <sighs> let's not do this right now. We will do this, but let's not do this right now. Okay. Here's the thing. Good job. I'm assuming the obelisk was there, given what happened to the house. Yes, obelisk there. Booyah, take care of. Okay. And uh, Omantu was uh, pretty pissed when he saw that we had deactivated the obelisk. When he saw that we had broken into his house. Specifically when he went immediately downstairs to go to where we left all the doors open. To check on the obelisk and see that it was deactivated 
following the obvious trail of terrible of terribly ineffective burglars and got very sad when he saw that it was deactivated specifically i would describe it as angry well he's pretty, pretty angry yeah he was ang- fine he was angry when he saw that it was deactivated he was angry when he saw us well no he was he was angry when i hit him <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> you get more angry. I'll take. As I recall, you were fairly angry when I put a sword in you. You know, you live, live, and let live. Except for Montu. Uh, <laughs> as you all stand there, as last night is awkwardly watching you bicker amongst each other, you hear the door open. I've to never the gotten room. to do that with Barrett before. It's normally NPCs. <laughs> um, you hear the door open, um, and as you all kind of glance to the side, you see Lady Omerin enter the room and close the door behind her. Well done. Marvelous work. Thank you. That's all I wanted. The little, re- oh, I mean, not thousands of dollars. Not only did you kill your Amantu, but you essentially wiped out the Amantu estate. I mean, even if we promote Merrick Amantu to Stormlord, there's nothing for him to inherit anymore. Eric is entirely silent at this point. That that wording sounds suspicious to Dex. What uh, wording? Just th- saying the things about, like, Dex signed on for this to find out if this guy was inspired and when he was fairly convinced that he was to kill him. I don't, Dex doesn't like the, the Stormlord inheritance machination yeah. talk. And I'm just trying to figure out a way that he would. He may not express that just yet, but his 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 mind's moving. Last night holds a hand up to Omer and said, "We we can discuss the logistics of Merrick Amantu's promotion later. As promised, we have your gold, uh, thirty three thousand gold pieces in total. Not a bad sum for a night's work. Also, um, I have another job that I think you're you're going to want to take more than this one." Orgav and I got to talking before you all arrived about your journeys in the jungle. And he described something that you all, it came into your possession while you were out in the jungle. Something that he found very interesting and felt warranted telling me about it. He didn't put a whole lot of stock into it. It seemed like he was underplaying its importance. Um, He knew more than what he was letting on. But man... It's lucky for you guys that he told me what he told me. Can I see one of them? Uh, well, yeah, I'm wearing it. It's right here. You're talking about you're talking about my cloak, right? No. Oh, one of the stones. You mean this? He pulls out the uh, the scimitar that we got in that we found in Yorix. And- <laughs> no, one of the stones. So- <laughs> Dex goes and gets the black book. Is it this? <laughs> that <you> do not. <laughs> one of the red stones. Orgev told me well, all about it. Well, they're both- I mean, there's one literally attached to Booyah's crossbow, which I assume is not concealed. No, We're- it's cased in the crossbow. But the one in my ribbon weave, I say, um, well, it's kind of, you know, in use right now. But and I hand him, I hand him. Oh, he doesn't even take it from me. He just oh. looks like, I just thought that was like a giant ruby. I mean, I can't promise it's not a giant ruby, but it's also. Uh, <laughs> and what's going on in it? Uh, well, so we got this friend, Gerald, and he's some sort of storm god. Now. Nope. What? <laughs> Beric actually like opens his mouth to stop Dex. And- yeah, well, what you say? Booyah. Storm- Booyah do. Storm god. 
No storm. Booyah. Booyah. The thing, Very the, good The thing tinker. that sucks is I can't. That was Jeff joking, but I can't do that. That's too cheap to. Uh, no, I'm just messing around. He's just. He, he's got. There's these stormy thing. I don't know. Booyah made it. Booyah tinker. So. How, okay. This is neither here nor there. So about the stones. I've seen them before. They're very distinct. I saw them in the context of uh, antiquities from another time. It was in a private museum exhibit. Not this most recent time that I went to Corvair. God, that was the worst. But a few years back, I went up there for this big event being held, showing off the antiquities of this private owner, uh, showing off his collection in the form of, in the guise of being a museum. Uh, Never had to pay 5,000 gold pieces for dinner at a museum before. Um, but I saw the, I saw two of these stones, um, on display as being relics of the giant empire. He claimed red, red, red ones like this. Yeah. All right. Uh, exactly. They, they didn't have the, the thunderstorm going on in them like that one does. Uh, but I mean the, the size, the shape, the, the shine, I mean, it's it's very once you know what you're looking at, like I said, I thought it was a ruby until I knew there was something more to it. And now it kind of makes sense. So you say in museum in it's a private owner. So he brings them out once every year or two for a big event to show off his collection. It's uh-huh. vanity. And he charges an exorbitant amount for very dry chicken. Um, yeah, we we do so good at last break in. So why not? God. I mean, regardless of six, how you got there, got the job done. I mean, so uh, Lady Omerin and I have been talking and he's got some really cool stuff, uh, stuff you wouldn't even believe. So we came up with a list of three items that we would like to see taken off this individual's hands. And you all can take the two stones if you want more. If you don't, you can walk away. But, and we'll give you complete financial backing for the job. You have our full support. This is something we can even talk about out in the open because, you know, we're pirates. Yeah, the job is if you want it. So we'll give you our full backing. He has an event. Coming up in a month, so we would have plenty of time to prepare, plenty of time to get ready. It's being held in not the most ideal location, but that's part of our prep time. It's in Sharn, but the job is you break in to the vault of Merrick's to Kenneth. <laughs> yeah. And Dex just goes, I mean, I do not like Canis, but. <laughs> Orgev just talked about seeing, once again, he was really vague, but a lot of iconography that made these stones seem really important and that it seemed like they were important to you all. So we just figured we know about where some stones are. We're willing to help you get them. You just got to grab us some stuff, too, to make it financially worth our while. You say you want three things? Three things. What, Very simple. What things? One of them is an orb about the size of um, a, a largest orange with 
it's it's gold with lots of amazing designs and like there's dragons and things like that. And in the center of the designs, it culminates in what looks like the eye of a storm. So it, it's a really cool looking piece. I would love it on my desk. It would make a great paperweight. <clears throat> I did. I don't think I'm Dex is not prepared to give an answer without consulting Barrick and Booyah and maybe making sure that we're not giving the impression that we're hired criminals for hire now. Like Dex had a very good reason for wanting to go on this last thing. And so, so this was a hard night. Barrick listens for a minute. Um, have we, have we actually received any cash at this point? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, um, he kicks open a trap door that was built into the wall and there's a chest of gold in it. It was there the whole time. It was there the whole time. Barrick is quiet for a little bit. And then uh, as he's talking, Barrick says, yesterday I wasn't an assassin. I'm still not a thief today. And he walks out of the room. Uh, listen, uh, uh, <clears throat> Lord, last night, uh, just give us some time to discuss if this is something, you know, we, I know we haven't really told you everything about us, but time is important and too many side things distracting us from our purpose is um, not ideal. So allow us some time to talk about Fair enough. To talk this through, we'll, we'll get back to you. We I say, okay, I guess we, we want stone, yes. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk about it. <laughs> One last thing. Before y'all go, um, just want to make you aware. Got a, a quick look at a rough draft of the guest list. You know, the early responders. And there's going to be, I saw the something jumped out at me. There's going to be a high-ranking official from the Riedrin government there mm-hmm. uh it just it was a single name it was uh strint and that's one of your brothers <laughs> well i don't betray that fact yeah to last night but i or at least that that's the name of one of your brothers right like, right i mean god every third guy is named strint <laughs> over there so <laughs> i do my best not to betray that has shaken me and uh, I just say, um, all right, uh, uh, listen, we're not, I'm not dismissing the opportunity out of hand. Barrick and Booyan, I'll talk uh, when, I mean. I mean, like I said, we do need some prep time. So ideally, next couple of days, let us know. If we don't hear from you then, we're going to assume that's a no and move on. All right. Sounds good. Okay, let's, let's go find Barrick. Yeah. Uh, hey. We also need to do some restoration magic. <laughs> right. And oh, if, if you uh, if you want to have one of those tapestries sent to the boat. Uh, <laughs> and you, um, you know, place where Booyah get help. Booyah need restore. Yeah. I mean, check out the Church of the Silver Flame. They might have somebody there. Heard uh, of it. <laughs> as you all get to the doorway, Lady Omerin chimes in and says, oh, and uh, the amount that we paid you for killing Amantu. Um that for each item you would cover. Okay. Well, yeah, by castle. Are we going to do something about this restoration thing? So would Dex assume that one of his brothers would have become a high-ranking? I mean, I guess one of them was captaining a trade vessel, so they're doing okay. Or the, the um, things that have inhabited them are doing okay. Strint is your only older brother, by the way. Okay. The, all the other brothers were younger. Things affecting hit point maximum require greater restoration to remove. Which is level five. Oh my god. So it's not available here? 
Um, well, I'm not saying that. I was just looking at what, what is the appropriate spell. Ah. I feel like those are the things you should look at before you afflict us with them. It was on the monster card, but I don't have the monster card in front of me anymore. Names and effect. It's just a thing. Okay. Randy, high or low? Uh, am I rolling or you? I'm rolling. High. You do manage to find at the Church of the Silver Flame a cleric capable of doing greater restoration as a ritual that is going to take multiple sessions. Basically, they can build you back up. So we can rebuild him, <laughs> make him stronger, make him better. So essentially, you're gonna have to go once a day for an hour for five days. That's convenient. Yeah, God, I and, thought you meant several D and D sessions. I was like, God, he's gonna be and, forever. You know, the materials aren't cheap to cast greater restoration. Since he's having to do it so many times, it's gonna cost five hundred gold pieces to do. Barrick hands him his share uh, of the thirty thousand. I was about to say, y'all, the whole share. Yes. Okay. I will keep I will keep my thousand from the break in. Barrick is not taking money for killing someone. Okay. So you can easily afford it, Booyah. Um No, like Barrick hands the priest. To the, to the, oh, yeah, to the priest. That's, okay. that's do not I, hand Booyah yeah. my share. I hand yeah. I hand the church my share. And then Booyah Barrick, got it. Barrick, you realize that this this priest looks very familiar. He's like, Thank you for <laughs> the generous donation to the church. You know, they really transferred me down to Stormreach some time ago from Sean. And it's, I'm yeah, not it's quite guy. sure why. No, I, I know he's doing the voice. I just don't know if he's if he's messing with it. Well, us he or just not. said transferred from Sean. <laughs> is it actually that guy? No, it's not actually that guy. That guy is not a cleric. Um so oh, is the is the is the the cleric? I assume I know all the clerics here at this point. Yeah, I mean this is like the 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 leader of the congregation at is he, is he a decent person? Yeah, I would say decent. He feels pity for members of other faiths that they have not almost said seen the light, but that seems too, you know, silly. I'm not uh, really worried about whether he's like big into other faiths. I mean, yeah. is this is this a guy who's enriching himself oh, off the church or not? You get a sense that it's going to go for good purposes. So Okay. How does he feel about werebears? <laughs> Doesn't matter. None of us are werebears. Better or worse than Barrick? <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation about the show, please head on over to the Facebook group uh, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Geek Pantheon. Um, you can also uh, head to our website, thegeekpantheon.com, and get in touch with us over on the contact us page if you have a comment, a question, an anecdote, perhaps. Um, and we would just want to give a huge shout out to all of our awesome patrons uh, for helping make this show possible. And um, if you head on over to patreon.com slash the geek pantheon, you can see the amazing rewards that we offer them. And you could join the uh, patron exclusive discord, which is probably one of the funnest places on the Internet. So once again, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am your dungeon master, Eric. And I'm Philip. Randy. Jeff. And we'll see you next time. Ooh, fancy. I'm so far away now. I have to speak louder. Philip! Hello! Hello! I'm pretty sure I'm still hearing you through your mic. No, that's not how this works. 
<laughs> Philip, don't make me explain to you how this works. The camera got farther away. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, will you... I've been to several Best Buys. I'm pretty familiar with how this goes. 